start focusing on things which are important to you start deciding early in your life what things matter to you and what things you are doing merely because everybody else is doing or there is peer pressure once you start being clear about what matters to you you will accordingly start allocating your energy to it hey guys welcome back to the another episode Today we have with us Mohit Chobe who is a business leader who is author who is TEDx speaker who is Ironman and ultra marathon also author of 1000 km to leadership which the book based on the leadership plus personal life of the author make sure you listen to this podcast from a experienced person and let's get started Mr Mohit can you just give brief about yourself basically i have uh... been all over the country my father was in the forces so i have lived all across the country and uh, as far as my corporate career con- is concerned i started working around 1998 and uh, have been across multiple industries uh, through my corporate journey eventually i chanced upon uh, running as a medium for uh, not merely uh, physical emancipation but also in terms of making my mind robust I think what I found in running was uh, a sense of personal space, and uh, that's where my journey commenced. And uh, while I started doing half marathons into two thousand and seven or two thousand eight, quite a time back, I eventually ended up doing the longest ultra marathon, or rather, the uh, most uh, venured, venured uh, ultra marathon in the world, the Comrades Marathon, which is run in uh, South Africa between the two towns of Peter Marisburg and uh, Durban. and uh, that's for is what forms the basis of my book and basically is the canvas on which the whole uh, book is uh, kind of uh, written upon so been a corporate professional uh, been into endurance sports uh, running specifically eventually uh, doing ironman i'm also a tedx speaker and the latest foray in terms of my uh, facets is into <clears throat> being an author so the first book is already out and the second book book is expected to be published uh, in the coming week i think it should be out by the between the 1st to 4th of march so i think so that, that that's that's about me oh that's great firstly congratulations for another book uh, is it non fiction or fiction like it is based on the same theory uh, so uh, if you see 1000 kilometers to leadership is basically the first in a trilogy of books so the next right. books in the trilogy are uh, uh, coming back to life and leap of faith so it's basically uh, again into a journey of self uh, discovery and uh, <clears throat> extending your boundaries however the current book which is going to get released next week uh, is of is of a very different genre it is definitely fiction but is based on real life characters and it is called an ungrateful nation i think uh, it's a fairly uh, relevant topic as far as current times are concerned especially with so much happening across our borders especially with china and uh, given the fact that my father was part of two wars the 1965 and the 1971 so i do have some amount of first hand exposure and experience to uh, this aspect of uh, you know the nation and i thought upon myself to kind of bring it to light in a manner in which it is readable for people so it's a non fiction it's a fiction but based on uh, very real life characters and very real life events okay that's actually great i mean seriously uh Firstly, congratulations and all the best for the book journey. Well, before we like we talk about the one thousand kilometers to leadership, I have one question that 
what are the some of the epic marathons throughout the world like you come across uh so some of the see there are the four major marathons now marathon is typically a 42.2 kilometer distance so the four major marathons and now they have extended to six basically new york boston uh in germany there is one of uh, berlin is uh, one of them so uh, those are the marathon distances uh, this book is based upon an ultra marathon which was uh, which is a much higher distance and a much higher level of uh, endurance required so it is more than twice the distance uh, but having said that it is also in terms of very difficult terrain so it's like if you to give you an example maybe you run from dehradun to mussoorie and back to dehradun and back to mussoorie so it has the severity and the intensity of the race uh, is not comparable to a marathon okay having said that within the ultra marathon scheme of things uh, comrades is the largest and the oldest ultra marathon but there are some very extreme ultra marathons in the us one is the bad waters so that's again a very very extreme ultra marathon which is conducted in the world okay yeah so because see uh, i'm not a lot of exposed to the sports media because i played only chess badminton and i never uh, went to the sport in a, like in the depth so i have this question that like when when i when i come across the people who love sports who are in the sports then i really wanted to know everything about the sports how they started their journey so how actually you started your marathon journey so it was a surprise uh, i was taking a break in my corporate uh, endeavors i think in the year was 2007 or 2008 i am not sure about the year and along with my brother we decided to kind of cleanse our mind and body so we went for a trek to uh, pindari that's a glacier in uh, kumau and uh, that uh, trek is approximately a 100 km trek to be done over a period of 5 days and uh, when i finished that trek i was carrying my own backpack maybe around 8 to 10 kilos on my back and i said you know what Uh, i think i'm relatively fit and as luck would have it uh, maybe mere serendipity that when i landed back in bombay i saw the hoarding which talked about the standard chartered bombay marathon and i said you know what if i can walk for four days or five days with a backpack on my back every day doing around 20 kilometers i think i can run a marathon uh, i think that's what that was the seed which eventually sprouted into a fairly robust uh, tree okay and after that like Uh, how many marathons if we talk about like only obviously you have run many marathons so throughout the journey how many kilometers you have completed if you remember if you give a rough idea <laughs> i am on a um, uh, so, um, uh, a sports app called strava which actually shows up data so okay. it told me that in 2020 the total mileage i covered in 2020 was 6500 kilometers Oh but this includes God. a lot of cycling uh, it includes a lot of cycling also it includes close to 5000 kilometers of cycling so typically in a year i think i i do a a, a workout of maybe 5000 to 6 7000 kilometers uh, every year uh, but i will not multiply it with the number of years i have been working out because my intensity and uh, uh, the scale of uh, the endurance sports i've got into in the last 3 4 years is significantly different because i moved from running merely running into triathlon in the year 2017 and uh, <clears throat> that's the time i started preparing for ironman and uh, <clears throat> very honestly while the book 1000 kilometers to leadership has my ultra marathon as a backdrop uh, it was my failure to become an uh, ironman in the year 2017 which uh, kind of uh, put the thought into my mind that i need to really put articulate my thoughts articulate my journey and uh, share it with an audience 
uh, who would enjoy uh, you know going through ups and downs and uh, living it for themselves the complete uh, turbulence of emotions a person goes through in life and in endurance sports right right so yeah i was coming to that point because see uh, when you are in through one background and shifting to the another background it's quite hard it takes a lot of time because writing a book is not easy i know that and i have been, i have talked with a lot of author some people say easy some people say it's not easy but to be honest i tried also so for me it not easy because you have to gather a lot of thoughts you have to make it into the story you have to give the hook at the starting so people will enjoy it so talking about you how you started writing and how you come across this idea 1000 km to leadership uh so like i said the writing aspect happened because i went all the way to france in the year 2017 with my wife uh i wanted to kind of uh, make her feel proud and i wanted to do, fulfill the iron man and uh, when i was doing the iron man i got disqualified in the swimming round itself so i was in a very emotional state because i traveled all uh, halfway across the globe to compete in a race and i was disqualified so from that uh, i went into uh, actually uh, both she and i we had planned a you know subsequent trip so we went in the train and i said you know what just give me 3 hours i think if i really want to enjoy this trip i will need to get my emotions out before, otherwise I, it will kind of stay over like a dark cloud throughout the journey so in that 3 hours i actually wrote down uh, elements of my second book and uh, that second book actually uh, developed very very extensively and then i realized you know what uh, this is i will be sharing with the audience and with the readers a part of my journey which is much later and i need to kind of go back and start when it actually happened so that's when i said you know what the journey for me started when i did my first <coughs> comrades ultra marathon in the year 2014 and uh, i said you know what i need to go back i need to rewind my life i need to rewind my emotions and start when it actually all of it actually began so that's when it started and then i realized the most important thing that comrades marathon is merely a 90 km uh, race but the minimum training which you end up uh, being required to do it satisfactorily is 1000 kilometers of training uh in the four months prior to four to five months prior to the race so that's why i said you know what 1000 kilometers is what was my milestone and uh, i changed merely not an, not as an athlete but i changed uh, and evolved as a human being and subsequently as a professional so that's why the thought came that 1000 kilometers to leadership incidentally i also did a ted talk uh which is on the same lines i did extensive research and found out that uh, ceos across the world and specifically the snp uh, index uh, any ceo who has done a marathon or higher distance the stock prices of those uh, companies is at least 5% higher than the other companies uh, the hypothesis being that if you are into endurance sports you have trained your mind to manage difficult situations stressful situations and most importantly you have learned to kind of respond rather than react so these all of these factors put together made me kind of uh, put down my thoughts in a structured manner but more importantly in a manner in which people would enjoy the journey it was not merely about uh, talking about what happened but rather talking about in a way in which uh, while learning would be there but there will be a sense of enjoyment there will be a sense of fulfillment right exactly i mean that's what we read we read it or every day it wants it just because i read a lot of non fiction books and it's really hard because any non fiction books contains like 80 20 rule 20% only the 
major essence and 80% it's all about the example example examples and examples that's why i get bored with reading a lot of non fiction books and coming to us your book it was quite short and easy very crisp to read it one thing i am going to do after this talk probably i will start a marathon also or probably i will start running also because coming from mm-hmm. you it's it's definitely great because i do trekking but i never thought about doing a marathon or something like that okay yeah so probably i will do it for sure so uh, as you no, say that sorry i'm sure you will all the best for it yeah thank you thank you so much well uh, i read when i was uh, searching for your book i read that there is one common question that how do i you manage to wear so many hats so what you will say about it uh for me uh it's about optimizing time and uh, i also have the benefit of age and experience so what happens is uh it's like life is like a buffet uh, there are so many distractions and you want to have everything on the buffet you want to try this out you want to try that out and in your initial years of your life it is obviously uh implied that you will go and test things out as you grow and as you not merely grow older but as you mature in life you start understanding uh which aspects uh, really make a difference to you okay everything uh, how do i manage to wear so many hats it's about optimizing what works for you and uh, as you mature in life you start deciding uh, and you know st- you start appreciating the things which make a difference to you and that's when you start dedicating your time and energy specifically to those things rather than distributing your energy and focus across a wide spectrum of things having said that that in itself is not sufficient uh, a discipline approach to life uh, becomes a prerequisite so it is optimizing your decisions uh, being selective about what all you want to achieve in life and then focusing your energies on that i think so these are the two key aspects which ensure you can really do justice to the multiple facets each one of us has okay i mean that's a kind of a deep uh, i have to take a time to digest it because uh, yeah uh, well obviously that's true optimizing time is something really important but uh, right now at at your age it's really easy but the major audience of this podcast is all about the 18 to 25 so how will you uh, give th- this message to them so i will my message to them will be very simple start focusing on things which are important to you start deciding early in your life what things matter to you and what things you are doing merely because everybody else is doing or there is peer pressure once you start being clear about what matters to you you will accordingly start allocating your energy to it i i, I think that that's 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 been the mantra for me even in my life when initially in my, in my initial years of my life my career was paramount not that it has any uh, it has taken a back seat because i've been doing leadership assignments for a fairly long period it mainly brought about the simple change about discipline i think that's that's and self discipline and self awareness if you are aware about what you want and you are firm about achieving it i'm sure you will achieve your targets true true i mean that's exactly true but looking from your age like when you look back to your age what are the mistakes you feel that you did and that everyone should avoid because see i at at this age like i'm also 23 i'm not really very high but i'm also 23 and most of the people or the generation 
are from this age and they do a lot of mistakes they fail a lot of time it's not i'm not against failure but by intentionally you can avoid some mistake if you get some knowledge from the experienced person so if we are in if anyone want in the sports background or in the leadership background what are the mistake they should avoid <clears throat> if i go back and i try to be in your shoes i think so when i was around your age i had uh, how old when was that uh, that was 97 okay i was just completing my mba so maybe take a year or two when i started working uh, i focused on my job extensively which was very clear but by the time i turned 29 i started having blood pressure problems i was very surprised i said 29 you having blood pressure that's a serious issue and that's when it struck me that i had allowed my life to be pivoted around only one factor i was working rather i was living to work and that's when i decided very consciously that there are multiple facets to life let me not ignore so many other aspects just because one aspect gives me a certain fulfillment so i think that that's that's what worked for me if i want to kind of rewind go back in my life what i will do is maybe i will travel a bit more i think traveling across uh, places cities meeting people it gives you very different and new perspectives they say this and the second best thing is read if they say you can't travel please read because it opens up your eyes and your mind to thoughts ideas places people concepts which nothing else can do for you if you are staying in pune you staying in bombay you staying in gurgaon your zone of reference is your immediate neighborhood and people you engage with obviously social media has brought about a certain level of exposure and experience but that cannot be replaced and uh, that cannot replace rather uh, physically traveling or reading books i think so these are these are the two aspects True. which at your age at at, the, at a young age we should really go hammer and tongs because it will really open up our minds and our eyes and will help us evolve in the journey of life much faster i have known people who might be much senior in age but they are doing a repetitive process and eventually they are merely growing old they are not maturing so there is a difference between growing old and maturing too many of us end up merely growing old true true i mean i i always have this fear i mean from my uh, around age of age of around age of around 16 i have this fear like Uh, i always say that i made all my decision in the fear because i started with the uh, just because of the family pressure i started my engineering and just because i don't uh, i feel like i never get a job so i started with the engineering and when engineering i realized that i never wanted to stuck in the same industry so i started with the blogging podcasting everything then i right. then i realized that okay what if i get bored again so i always uh, tends to search for something new in my life how i can get everything or how i can learn something new that will give me fulfillment and i'm going to add this mantra that going to travel a lot because right now i'm just doing the trekking and never do never did a lot of travel or probably i will plan this year for sure and reading books it's always great i i will come back to the re- re- reading but what sure. what differences you feel before starting the marathon on right now i mean as you have experienced the both extremes so what differences you feel uh, first the most obvious obvious one is physically uh, my physical appearance uh, nobody can guess my age that's point number 1 uh, because <laughs> no, even I even i can't <laughs> <laughs> so i look and feel much younger 
so they have this uh, in uh, i'll just uh, take one minute of this uh, they have in many gymnasiums uh, they have this something called a body age and uh, they normally use this tool to scare people saying you know you are 25 years old but based on the analysis your body age is coming at 35 correct and that's a way of recruiting people for gymnasiums so i went to one of these gymnasiums and they did my body age and it came to 22 years obviously oh he was God. very concerned that something is wrong with this equipment so he did it again and again it came to 22 years yeah and i was merely double the age my age was 44 at that time okay. he just couldn't believe me and he was like you know his jaw was agape he was like what the hell is wrong with the machine i said no don't worry it's not the machine i'm one of the few top 100 ultra marathoners in the country that's why my body so the first aspect very visible aspect is your body completely transforms the next aspect which happens is you feel good you feel good from inside and outside because the transformation is not merely physical the transformation is mental it allowed me and it fueled the need for me to be expanding my boundaries and the more i explored the more i said you know what a lot of these restrictions are in my mind and a lot of these restrictions can be broken so when i did my comrades ultra marathon i was touching 40 So at 40 years old, I was doing one of the toughest ultra marathons in the world, and that was the first time I was doing it. Uh, the first time I did uh, an Ironman, I was what, 44? Yeah, I think I was 44. So and uh, I said, oh great! But then I met somebody uh, in one of my Ironman, and that gentleman was merely 73 years old. Oh my God! <laughs> okay. So I said, so what happened is it changed my perspective. it changed my perspective towards how i thought living my life was because we have certain concept preconceived notions about at what to do at what age and i think that is something which will change so physical manifest physical uh, makeover mental makeover third is start i started living so i mean i started living to the fullest so i i, I have coined this term something called you know to exist is human to live is divine I think I started living much more, and uh, finally, what running gave to me was something which again I've coined that term. It's called meditation in motion. So while right. I'm running, eventually my body fatigue and my focus brings me to a state of no thoughts. Doesn't happen for a long time, but it happens in bits and pieces where there are no thoughts in the body except for the mere fact of my legs moving and my lungs breathing in air and breathing out air. That's all that it is. and it brings me to a completely transcendental state so it's it's a transformation which you know physical mental spiritual i think so all three aspects really get uh, evolved as you get into some of these uh, endurance sports right okay that's that's really great uh, i never did any workout so i ha- i have this question in mind from the long term like when i started reading the book i have this one question like as you have done the marathon so what I don't want to compare these two things, but what is the major difference between the marathon and going to the gym? I mean, is it a, any differences you get, or it is just same? Because see, marathon it's can't be like it's not every possible for everyone. Most of the people prefer gym over marathon. So, what you feel there is a difference in these two? So, I will not compare it with marathon. I will compare it with running. Uh, because okay. marathon itself is a very very long distance, and not everybody wants to do those kind of distances. Something right. between gym and running. So even yeah. in gym, when you go to a gym, the, the trainer typically says, you know, do some cardio, and then we get into weight training. Incidentally, I also do weight training, uh, but 
it's basically about that the gym will help you tone your muscles however okay. it, it will not increase your endurance point number 1 your cardio uh, you know the cardiac system will not really get enhanced so if somebody is really into looking at being fit a combination of both is what is required a go to the gym to ensure your muscle fitness is there do running or any other car- or cycling or swimming to ensure your cardiac system is equally robust i think so these two need to go hand in hand okay i mean that's really uh, important because see uh, a lot of my friends or everyone almost like 99% people go to the gym they never focus on the other aspects like like running or marathon or they either go like weekly or monthly on the trek so that's only options available like i am in the pune so i can compare the people around me so these are the two options only available for us so that's the reason i wanted to pune has some lovely running places pune uh, is one of my favorite cities it's actually if not one i think so it is my favorite city i just love yeah. uh, that place even running in korega park is uh, especially in the north north road now south road and north i'm forgetting in korega park i think so that place is lovely to run okay uh, it's like i shifted to the pune like only 3 to 4 months back so i have to check it out Uh, definitely i will check it the koregao park i know koregao park but i never went for the marathon or running or probably because of the covid spike again they have not started it yeah, pune is going through a tough time yes yeah exactly but any time you come to the pune let me know it i would love to meet you again in the as you said meeting physically is way different than meeting on the zoom call <laughs> sure yeah so it would be my pleasure yeah de- definitely so as you talked about reading i want to know every author is reader somehow so what are the books you have read and that made change in your life uh that made changes in my life okay first i'll tell you the authors i enjoy for me ruskin bond is very important so i read a lot of ruskin bond uh, his simplicity yes. of language exactly uh, his simplicity of language uh, does not take away from the depth of emotion he is able to still uh, put across i think uh, that's a remarkable and exceptional trait he has simplicity and yet depth in his writing uh, in terms of transformative reading uh, i think i read one book uh, which was uh, about comrades and it transformed me it was called uh, dare to run and i really enjoyed reading that book because it opened up my eyes to at least how much i could extend my physical boundaries So I think so. That's something uh, I really enjoy. Uh, there's another book called the the longest run. Sorry, a lot of my books are related to running. Uh, the longest yes. run is by an author called Ed Iris, and uh, that again is a very very transformative uh, learning. I read a very very broad uh, spectrum of books. I, I read and uh, Amitav uh, <coughs> Amitav Ghosh. Amitav Ghosh. Amitav Ghosh. I think so. I have almost all of his uh, books. so very very I, i will read a shantaram also i will read a read a mitch album i will read an eric siegel uh, lot, most of my books however are not uh, how do you say they are not self help books quote unquote because yes. like you said too many of the self help books have too many uh, instructions and guidelines right. and that's something which really does not fit into my scheme of things so when i was writing 1000 kilometers i was very clear that while it should still deliver the message it should not in any way dilute the uh, the experience the enjoyment which the reader reader needs to get through the book true true actually i mean that's that's what the every reader is looking for so uh, do you feel like you are influenced by any of this book while writing your book 
surprisingly not because if you if you, and uh, since ronak you have read my book you will see that my writing style is very very different it's very uh, personal i think so that that might be the right way right, of right. defining yeah so uh, i write if no, it may not be auto you know it may not be my autobiography any of my books but my writing style is autobiographical and it right. it is as if i'm talking in first person to the reader so it brings about a certain connect and intimacy into the whole conversation because i like to believe that i am having a conversation with the reader through the medium of book right exactly so, so for very honestly i mean and since you must be doing lot of reviews you might be able to answer if you feel there is a you know common thread in terms of my writing vis-a-vis Uh, what you might have seen others because i find my writing extremely personal and honest and we've been commented that you're too honest in your communication right even even i mentioned in the like in the review like it was really hard to keep non fiction plus storytelling part in one book so i already said that so that i guess some of the all the book in that two words only non fiction plus storytelling it's really hard to put in so many less pages because usually i you know i read a lot of non fiction books because i i started reading non fiction around one year back just because i'm still working i'm working on my business side freelancing side so i don't want to get distracted with lot of fiction things so i started with the non fiction books because i believe that every age has you know particular genre in colleges you read kind of a romance fiction books when you are in your 20s like 23 25 you start reading non fiction because you wanted to do something great so i believe that is my phase right now but after reading a non lot of non fiction i realized that all of this like contains only 20% of the major input like you will get like you can read the title you can read the table of content and you can understand what is this book is going to be but when while while reading your book it realized that it's really hard to put non fiction plus storytelling plus you know autobiography in very very short pages yeah it it was not an easy task because i wanted to get the right mix and hopefully based on your words i believe i have kind of achieved that to to quite an extent and that's a ratification of my writing style Um, good to know that that uh, it did not have any rough edges <clears throat> true so uh, regarding to this i have one question what do you think that makes a good story relatable uh, uh, i think i think the story uh, any story which we read uh, if we are able to relate to it and the relation may not be in terms of circumstances but the relation might be in terms of emotions i think so uh, for a good story to click with the audience and any any type of book is if you are able to relate especially in the kind of genre in which i am uh, you obviously cannot go into historical fiction and say you know i can relate to that but books which are contemporary in nature and deal with day to day living if relatability is there of emotions i think so that works pretty well okay yeah that's true i mean it should be relatable even though it is a article or anything piece of writing it should be relatable to audience that's 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 exactly true so uh, I, i have this funny question at the end of every podcast that i ask author that uh, what is the one thing that no one knows about you ah what is the one thing that nobody knows about me <laughs> there are some things which many people don't know about me uh, but what is the one thing Okay, you can so you can few, combine two three no no very, very few people know that that I was in the National Defence Academy. Okay. So I was in NDA Kharagpur. I think uh, maybe handful of people will be knowing that about me. 
okay that's that's re- that nba i i know that i i in third year of my college i thought that i will prepare for nba but it never happened for me so that that's that's something uh, which is not too many people know about me second thing which many people to, not many people know about me was when i was training for my first iron man uh, I, i nearly drowned and i had to be rescued from the lake by a, by a lifeguard and uh, otherwise it was uh, from an iron man to a dead man pretty fast <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay and the second question is as a child what did you want to do when you grow up ah i wanted to do many things the first thing i remember distinctly was i wanted to become a carpenter because i really enjoyed the carpenter who was working at our home doing a lot of stuff then i eventually want then it moved to being a truck driver then eventually i was very clear that i'm going to become a fighter pilot uh, so yeah. these are the three distinct uh, ambitions professional ambitions of mine which i can clearly recollect in my mind okay that's that's really great so thank you so much for taking so taking time and being being on this podcast to talk about your journey talk about your life talk about your marathon i will highly suggest everyone to go check it out the 1000 km to success book this book is really get very short pages less than 200 pages you will get lots of idea about the self awareness you know uh, marathon sports and lot of other topics from a experienced person it's really hard to hard to get someone on the podcast who is so well experienced in different different topics so thank you so much for the listening and thank you so much mr mohit chobe for being on this podcast Uh, it was my pleasure and honor completely very uh, honestly i enjoyed it thoroughly and uh, thanks a lot once again